You're listening to the Otakaro Korero podcast, hosted by our team of across school teachers. We aim to provide inspiring and informative conversations designed to support our kahuiako on the east side of Christchurch and our effort to create a vibrant educational pathway for our community. You can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts with new episodes uploaded weekly. We're sponsored by Evaluation Associates, an independent education consultancy company specialising in providing professional development, strategic advice and evaluation and research in the New Zealand education sector. Check them out at evaluate.co.nz for more information. Kia ora, my name is Joseph Houghton and I'm an across school teacher in the Otakaro Kahuiako. On today's episode of Otakaro Kōrero, which is the first for 2021, I interview Matt Bush, a new across school teacher in our Kahuiako. Matt has been a teacher at Waitakere Primary School for a number of years and a within-school teacher of wellbeing for the last three. Today we have a chat and talk about what Matt has been up to as a leader of Hauora, as well as some of the things he has in mind for this new role, working across our schools and centres. Kia ora Matt, and thank you for joining us on today's podcast episode. How's it going? Thanks Joseph, kia ora. Um, yeah, it's going well. Great to see you. Very good. So um, as we know, Matt is our new across-school lead for Hauora this year. Uh, and it's great to have him on board. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Matt. Well, I am, my name's Matthew Bush. I originally grew up in Whangaparaua, up in North Island, and moved down here when I was 11, and went to Rangiora High School, and then moved into town, went to Tikal, and I was pretty into music back in the day, into bands, etc. Um, but then became a teacher, mainly taught at Windsor Primary, and it was pretty big like into the IT stuff back then and then we merged with Burwood School and then um, started kind of getting interested in this whole Hawara wellbeing space. I've been teaching 12 years with Windsor and Waitakere. Um, I have three kids um, who are eight, six and three and a lovely wife who um, is in kids music, does kids music. Very good. And so how long have you been, you've been teaching at Waitakere for the whole time since it uh, came into existence? Yeah, yeah. Been here since the beginning and originally we were on two sites. So we were at senior schools on the Burwood site and junior schools on the current site while they were building. Mm-hmm. And so we, were, we would actually scooter down once a week to meet up with our buddy class. So it was kind of something a bit different. Absolutely. Yeah, it was cool. And so um, I mean, I'm just asking these questions kind of a bit off the, on the spot here, but what do you love teaching? Love about teaching at Waitakere? I love that um, it's never boring, you know, keeps you busy. And also I love that creativity of teaching, being able to do so many different things. Um, I love the feel of the community and I like being able to kind of um, give kids agency. We're pretty good here at giving kids a voice at Waitakere and we're big in the Enviro schools. Um, we've got Green Gold Enviro schools, and we're about giving kids a, kids initiative, getting them to take ownership of their place. Mm, that's cool. And um, I suppose you know you're you've been here such a long time and been teaching in this area that you're well and truly part of the community here. Your, your children are at the school. Yeah, I've got two kids here, and the youngest will be starting into next year. So yeah, I love this school. It's awesome, and the people here are great. Yeah, Very it's good. great. And so this year is an exciting year for you. You've started this new across-school teacher, across-school lead role in the area of Hawara, well-being. What was, what, was, what was it that kind of made you apply for that role? Well, I've been doing the within-school role for three years, and it actually came up a couple of years ago, but I didn't kind of feel like I was ready. 
But when it came out last year, I was just like, oh, just felt like I'd really love to give it a go. Um, I've been working with Ben, who was the previous cross schools teacher, and um, a few people kind of, you know, said, oh, you should go for it. And I just thought it'd be a great opportunity to get to work with other people. I'm kind of a teamwork. I, I love working with others. So a great opportunity to see what other schools are up to and maybe be able to, you know, help out, listen where I can and, you know, give some input yeah. into other schools in the cluster. So you mentioned that you've been in that within school role and some of the people listening to this um, might be in a within school role at the moment or might think about applying for one in the future. Uh, and I think we've got about 27, 28 within school teachers across our seven schools in our kahuiako. Um, for you, that within school role, what did that kind of enable you to be able to do here at Waitakere as part of that role? Um, for the three years, I started. we started doing like a kindness or I don't know if everyone knows about bucket filling, but that idea of we've all got this invisible bucket that holds our positive thoughts and you can either, you know, dip into someone's bucket or give in, give something to them by saying something kind. Mm-hmm. And I, I started by randomly painting a giant rubbish bin. Bucket? <laughs> a bucket, yeah. so to speak. And just thinking I'd do something fun and I put on a pink wig and I went to assembly or learning celebration and just kind of, I made a song and I didn't think, I thought it would just be like a one-off. Mm. Um, and three years later, I'm still doing it. Barry the Bucket Filler. How often are you doing this? And when can um, I come and watch? Oh gosh. Learning celebrations. It's like once every um, two weeks. Oh yeah. Wow. That's and, and at the start, we really pushed it with, rather than people nominating themselves that came up with this idea of people nominated each other. So if you saw someone being kind, you wrote their name on it and we did a draw. And to start with, we did things like you won a um, chance to do something fun, like a pinata, hitting a pinata. We did pizza making with Woody. Who's our caretaker? Um, The deputy principal, Diana Reynolds did like coffee and um, songs or coffee. Sorry. These are kids. Coffee for hot the chocolate. Oh, hot chocolate. <laughs> hot yeah. chocolate and songs um, with a group. So like, it was like getting the staff involved, um, getting the kids doing something fun. Nice. All do with kindness. And we kind of, after a year or so, we kind of, it was kind of a lot to organize something all the time. Mm. So after a while, kind of just gave the tickets and had recognition that these kids had, had done something kind. What impact do you feel that this kind of emphasis on kindness uh, kind of under that well-being banner holder has had on the school? You can just see, um, especially in learning celebrations, but around the place is just that language. People say hi always. They kind of have that real fun spirit to like, we know you're Barry the Bucket Filler, and I kind of play along with it. No, what are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, And it's, especially in the learning celebrations, when you give out the tickets, you just see kind of everyone's um, got a smile on, they're happy, they're stoked for those people who get a ticket. So it's just that, yeah, bring that culture of of, of fun, kindness, um, and people looking out for others. Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, um, you know Waitakere is a, a primary school, years one to six. Yeah, right? correct. So yep. we're talking about children here between the ages of five and, I suppose, nine or ten? Ten, yeah, yep. by the end, yeah. Um, so these are these are young people, obviously, and, and young people are, are full of that kind of energy and, and love a bit of fun and laughter and stuff. And I know older kids do, obviously, as well. But um, but I'd be interested to see how Barry the Bucket Filler goes down if he ever turned up at a high school. Well, I in the interview, it actually came up as a question, and I said, I don't know if I did that at high school. It might not go so well. Um, 
but hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Might get eggs thrown at me or something. So you've applied for the you applied for the across school role and you got it, which is awesome. And so, what do you hope to kind of bring into this role? So we're we're obviously nearly through term one already, um, but what kind of things are we um, should we expect from from you as an across school teacher over the next year or two? I really want to see um, the collaboration continue and people sharing ideas um, and getting some stuff across the, the cluster as well. I'm really into um, collaboration, chatting, listening, putting ideas out there. Um, and I also teach in a collaborative environment, so I'm really used to um, having an idea and seeing it grow from input from others. Mm. So I'm not so much necessarily into like just telling people what to do, but joining with them to create something. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, and the thing is, well-being is such a diverse um topic that there's so much space that it can cover so I'm kind of keen as well not only across the cluster but to help them with their own journeys as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you'll be working with Kelly Kelly Shadbolt yeah yeah so Kelly is um, another across school teacher who'll be featured on um, a later episode of this um, year's podcast series she obviously did um, an episode or two last year as part of, of part of as part of the well-being role um, so you're looking after primaries and intermediates is that right that's right and yeah she's looking after secondary yeah yeah Cool. And so have you been out and about much in the primary schools this year yet? Yeah, I have. I've managed to actually see all the um, within-school people at every primary school, which is great. So it's great to catch up, hear what they've been doing, um, fill them in on what we're up to with the Kahuiako. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's been awesome, and I hope to be able to do that more as well. Seen any anything kind of of note you know, in terms of really good practice around the Kahuiako in terms of Hauora? Um, actually, primary, Jo Merrick there is, um, she's the deputy principal, also takes on the role of Hawara. I heard heaps of great stuff. They did a staff wellbeing week where um, each day had a theme, and on Wednesday, her Wacky Wednesday, and they all just showed up to school wearing crazy stuff and didn't tell the kids, and they kind of just had fun with it. Nice. Um, so yeah, there's some great stuff uh, there, and yeah, it's great just to hear what, because often, you know, being in your own school, you don't really get to see what, what everyone else is up to. So it's kind of a real privilege to be able to see that. It's awesome. Absolutely. Um, and I'd say that's definitely one of the highlights of my own um, role as an across-school teacher over the last three and a bit years. You know, seeing the um, genuine effort that people are going to, you know, in terms of upskilling around culturally responsive practice, about upskilling themselves and others around te reo Māori and tikanga, um, other cultures, our diverse families and stuff. And you know, we've got some amazing people across the Kahuiako in, yeah, in leadership positions, but also on the ground. You know, spending spending time with our kids and, and families, and and making sure that we're creating a really positive kind of environment for um, for them when they come yeah. into our kura. Very good. In terms of the well-being whole space and stuff, we're just um, you know, I just wanted to ask you, you know, whether you might have any kind of heroes or um, specific role models that you might look up to, or or kind of reference leaders in the area? Any any one or two people of note? Um, of course, there's... Uh, actually, there's a guy who years ago was doing stuff around wellbeing called Tony Ryan. Uh, he is an Australian guy, and he came after the earthquakes. And he was someone who kind of before this whole wellbeing kind mm-hmm. of... Um, I don't know if you call it a craze. What do you call it? Gig. Gig happened. And yeah, he was really big on, on a lot of the the stuff we talk about now, but maybe just with different language. So he was kind of my first inspiration. And then, of course, Lucy Hone. Um, he was, um, she, sorry, was, yeah, awesome with her story. And she came in a couple of years ago. 
um, and talk to our staff. Mm-hmm. And John Quinn, oh, yep. he um, again talked to our staff, I think two years ago at, at the beginning, and he had some really great stuff to say about um, having sign of stuff in the bank. So you've got to kind of look after your own well-being as far as keep putting stuff in there, keep doing it so that when something happens, you've kind of got something to draw on. Awesome. Yeah, they're, they're three people. Definitely, I've heard of Lucy Hone and, and been to some stuff with her before, John Quinn as well. Is, and who was the first one? Tony Ryan. He he did these thinkers' keys. Oh, yes. But he also taught, and, and this is probably like eight, ten years ago when, when I first saw him, but he also, because um, he came just after the earthquakes, when we, just before we merged, and he talked a lot about looking after yourself and, yeah, and that was probably going back, you know, seven, six, seven years ago. And I mean, that links obviously quite closely to your bucket filling. Um, yeah. You know, dimension, the dimension of, of the wellbeing program here at um, Waitakere. So, yeah, I mean, that, they're three awesome role models, and I suppose people could, could go online and have a wee look and stuff. I know in particular Lucy Hone's got a lot of stuff online. Oh, yeah, and I've um, just got a new book with Denise Quinlan and looking through that. Yeah, it's a great resource. Really, awesome. We're really lucky. Of the book. Oh, gosh. It's one they released at the conference. It's basically like, I'll have to find the name for you. That's right. We can, but, put, the, yeah, we can put the name it's, in it's, the show um, notes. Just got all the research and all the stuff, there, all their knowledge over the last, you know, how long they've been doing this, five, six years, all, all in one place. That's awesome. Fantastic. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there, and it's great to have kind of that emerging from kind of a New Zealand context and local context, particularly in Christchurch. Um, and with because with regards to the earthquakes, obviously, and we are located on the east side of Christchurch, a lot of trauma, you know, and a lot of trauma for our young people that have has kind of like lingered for us, and mm. and I would also say a lot of um, a lot of trauma for our adults as well who have who have lived and taught on the east side of Christchurch, you know, for more than a decade, um, and you know, I think have, making sure that we have a really solid um, but professional and professional focus on well-being and yeah. order for our staff is equally important. Um, is having it for our students and our our families. So just um just to kind of finish up, um just going to whip through a couple of quick fire kind of questions for yourself for yourself. Um, what's some advice that you would give um for teachers around whole order? First up, about looking after themselves as teachers. I think a big one that props up a lot comes up a lot in research and a lot of stuff you hear is the five good things or the gratitude. Just thinking um in the morning after school just thinking of a few good things that happened that day mm-hmm. could be specifics like the fact i live by the beach or it could be that conversation i had with um jody during interval so just think of five things and i saw actually our principal uh, there was a child who was a bit upset and kind of dwelling on the negative and he just said to her what think of five good things and by the time she got to the end she was smiling you know and i think that's for everyone a good little tip um, another one is as far as kind of almost um, prioritizing your well-being. So it's better to do a 10-minute walk than to not run at all. So sometimes we get in this kind of frame of mind of like, I've got if I'm going to do exercise, I've got to do like a 45-minute sprint around. If, if 45, which is yeah, my, I've got my to do idea 45. of torture. But sometimes I'm just like, just do something. Something is better than nothing. And those, even if you've had a stressful day or whatever at lunchtime, just prioritize it. Go for a walk for 10 minutes. Cool. And yeah. What are some, just quickly, what are some things that you do in your team of teachers here to make sure that your whole order is prioritized? 
Um, we do a lot of check-ins with each other, um, like before meetings. Um, big on the, on the gratitude stuff. And also with each of our teams, um, each team's very supportive of, of each other, making sure that, you know, they're letting each other know communication, how they're doing. Um, and the great thing in, in these environments is you can, if someone is quite stressed, you can kind of step in and help them out straight away. Mm-hmm. Rather than in the past, you kind of feel a bit isolated. Cool. Okay, next question. Um, you've mentioned the gratitude and the five good things um, aspects that you guys are pretty hot on here at Waitakere. But what's something a teacher might do you know, within the context of their classroom that might look after the, the whole order of their students? Um, relationships with the kids is pretty big. So even just in the morning being being there to have a chat with them. Um, having that time just to slow down and because I'm not teaching Monday and Tuesday so on the Wednesday I just sit down and say well what, what was your guys favorite thing from the last few days just having a wee chat that quarter old time just before we get into learning mm-hmm. that's that time to, to, to catch up because um, sometimes you miss that and you're just trying to you know pace through the day mm. yeah I, I agree um, you know I teach teenage boys obviously between the ages of 14 and um, 17 and you know they love to just have a chat you know they love that time if you can just put aside two or three minutes you know whether it be on the way to lunch at lunchtime or whether it be at the start of a class or the end of a period and you know if it's work focused great if it's not fine you know yeah, yeah. check in how are you finding this you know tell me you know are you finding this interesting are you, are you finding it a bit boring why, why is that or how's how the weekend go How's your, how's your rugby game? How's your cricket game? Saw you perform at Polyfest or I heard you performed at Polyfest. Those kinds of questions can really draw out, you know, students' own positive emotions. Yeah, which yeah. Is, which is awesome. And also at this stage group, it's quite big around emotional regulation. And so we do something called the zones of regulation, which is around um, using colors to recognize your emotional states. So green is you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Orange is you kind of, you know, it could be starting to get a bit frustrated or a bit energized. Red is you've kind of, you're angry, you've lost it. Mm-hmm. And then blue is you could be bored or tired or um, a bit sick. Mm-hmm. And so I'm big on trying to get kids to recognize if they are in the red zone, you know, what can they do? Um, go for a walk, um, go get a drink if, you know, if you are feeling a bit in the blue zone. So trying to give kids a bit of... Um, empowerment agency agency to help them with their own emotions Mm -hmm. and i know last year as well and this year if a kid is feeling angry he does they don't need to say anything to me i've got one kid in particular who just uses it an x symbol and i just kind of give him a nod and he goes goes for a walk Mm -hmm. um so just enabling them and and also for the teacher to know that when a, a child's in that red zone there's no point trying to reason or talk to them about it because they're just not in the right Frame of mind. Frame of mind, yeah. I think that's something we struggle with a little bit at high school because we make an assumption that, you know, at by 13 or 14, you know, um, these boys that we've got in front of um, our, our students are, you know, perfectly able to regulate their emotions. Yeah. So, therefore, if they fire up in class, we assume that's just purely their attitude and decision, mm-hmm. whereas they might have kind of lost control a little bit of their emotions. Um, and, yeah, I've heard of some examples of teachers – giving those kids a bit of space in terms of the whole X symbol or go for a walk kind of thing. But but quite often it can turn into a, a punitive 
um, encounter. Yeah. Um, which can be really confusing for the boys and the staff because, you know, our staff, you know, really want to empower our boys. But sometimes I think, you know, um, at high school, you know, we, we think we're dealing with adults. Yeah, um, yeah. But the reality is even adults struggle to well, regulate right. their emotions. Yeah. And it's about that role modeling. I often say, um, you know, guys, I'm actually starting to feel a bit frustrated here and sort of using that language um, explicitly helps them to know that you you also going through these and not only just saying it, but actually I'm, I need to get a drink now because I'm starting to feel a bit tired. Mm, absolutely. Hey, that's cool. Last question. Um, if a young teacher came to you or any teacher really came to you and said, hey, I'm really interested in this whole order stuff um, and I'm maybe interested in getting involved, what what might they do? You mean generally or within our Within our car call. I think there's, man, there's just so much stuff out there, especially online. Um, probably start just by chatting with people in your school. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a bunch or one person or a whole bunch of people that's probably also interested in and so sometimes setting up even a wee group within your school, like a well-being team, can be helpful. Um, and there probably already is one in most of our Kahuiaku schools. Yeah. Touching base with their within-school teacher. Definitely. That's a great place to start. Um, contacting myself or Kelly. Um, and there's always opportunities within your school. The thing I love is um, not just empowering kids, but empowering staff. Last year, you know, after lockdown and things, we um, came back and a couple of teachers took it upon themselves and the um, DP. They got a wee trolley, bought some Cokes and some chips, and they just walked around um, giving out free Cokes and chips just off their own bat, and it's great. Those little things, people just going, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to look after each other. Yeah, we're going to look after each other. Thank you for listening to the Otakaro Kōrero podcast. Feel free to share us with your educational community, either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. The Otakaro Kahuiako is comprised of seven schools, including Shirley Primary, Banks Ave Primary, Waitakere Primary, Shirley Intermediate, Chisnerwood Intermediate, Shirley Boys High School and Avonside Girls High School. We also have 12 early childhood centres from the Kids First, Just Kids and Best Start groups, as well as a number of independent centres. The Otakaro Kōrero podcast is sponsored by Evaluation Associates, experts in professional development, strategic advice and evaluation and research. Visit evaluate.co.nz for more information.